Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I am Simone de Rochefort, and I am joined, as always, by Rihanna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, and Christina Warren, official model for Beats Rose Gold Headphones, <laughs> <laughs> and Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable.com. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that's my secondary title. Yeah. I mean, really, I am primarily you know where your Rose Gold's Gold model. Yes. So this is what I don't understand. Like, I have the Solo 2. And then, you know, I got the Beats Studio Wireless. And that was, I could barely justify that in my mind. Like, oh, it's the same thing. But okay, these are more comfortable and they sound better. Like, how did you justify a second (laughs) pair of Beats Solo Wireless to match your phone? Like, I admire that. Help me make those kind of consuming decisions. Okay, okay. So first of all, we we need to go through Christina's history of what Beats headphones I own. So I have a pair of the... uh, what are they? The um uh the the beat uh the the wireless headphone ones like like the in ears um yep. the ones you can run with. I can't think of what oh, those are called. Oh, Power Beats too. I have the Power Beats too. I have the Power Beats too. I have the Solo Wired. Mm-hmm. I have the Solo Wireless. So the Solo Two Wired. I have the Solo mm-hmm. Two Wireless, and I have the Studio Wireless. Yeah. And now I have another pair of the Solo Two Wireless. Oh and how did I justify it? Um, they match my phone, Brie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they match my phone. You know phone. what? I can't argue with that logic. I mean, they match really, my phone. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yes, they're three hundred dollars. Happy birthday to me! And yeah. frankly, I, 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 it was funny because on Twitter, people are like, "You could, you could buy so many better headphones for that money." I'm like, "You're oh. not wrong. I don't <laughs> care." But they would, they would, they match my phone. No, it's they not wouldn't. The point. So and, this is this is the part of the story I don't understand, Christina. So I like you got a rose color, rose colored uh, iPhone six plus, right? But I find myself a little disappointed with the exact color of it. I think it looks more copper most of the time than it does, like, pink. And, yeah, that's the way I feel. Do you not feel that way? No, I I feel like mine is pink and fabulous. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I think Christina's also wearing her rose gold colored glasses. So uh, this is so true. <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, look, it depends on the lighting. Depend, you know, like because it can look gold in some lighting, it can look yep. copper in others. For for yep. me, for whatever lighting I'm usually in, I'm I'm really happy with it, and yeah. uh, it's it's pink and fabulous. And now I have matching headphones that I spit. I mean, look, I bought them. It's, I mean, I did not need another pair of headphones. I need another pair of headphones like I need another hole in the head, right? <laughs> and and when I and I I'm with you. I like my, my studio wireless better overall. Like they sound better. But I do find walking around the city, like I like my solo two wirelesses. I like them because they have a wired jack, and I'm actually wired into them right now as we're recording this podcast. So I can do wired if I want to. There's no um you know noise cancellation, so um they don't have to have any power, which is nice. But then I like the wireless when I just you know want to run around or do something else. So they're great subway headphones and so but but genuinely i mean like i justified it not as a tech purchase but as a fashion purchase so do you pass the old ones on to grant um no not those i got him some bows that i got like on um amazon's birthday deal or whatever that he likes so he has some of those actually where the red ones are right now my friend and um hamiltonian enthusiast tidy moore (sighs) Uh, is borrowing them for the weekend because she might be buying herself a pair. So I let mm-hmm. her borrow them so that she can kind of see how she likes them before, you know, making that sort of investment. Generous. Nice. Yeah. She That's is my person. enemy, you know. I, I am the Aaron Burr to her Hamilton. Since she's seen the musical and I <laughs> Oh, she's seen it twice. It. <sighs> I'm not and she saw it And she saw it at, at the public theater. But no, Wait, but Heidi, yeah, look, in fairness, Heidi's been into Hamilton since, like, 
old school. Like she's OG. Like she got into an argument. She got into an argument with a member of Aaron Burr, like one of Aaron Burr's like descendants at the Baron Aaron Burr like house, like on Aaron Burr's birthday. Okay. She got into a debate with, with, with him about Alexander Hamilton. Like Heidi is, is hardcore and, and, and amazing and a fantastic woman. Um, at, uh, uh, more HN on Twitter for anybody who mm-hmm. wants to follow her because she's the it's best. A, it's a real shame that I'll have to fight her in a duel in New um, Jersey. But I guess that's uh, the way it has to be. The world yeah. isn't wide enough for don't Heidi. Don't make me choose. Me. Don't don't make me choose. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm I'm just gonna like I don't know. Once the technology is available, I'm going to like put her brain in a machine and live her memories of seeing Hamilton twice. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry that's, about it. That's not weird at all. So no, that's God, that's totally normal. Yeah, I'm sure plenty normal. of you want to do that to me. So I have to tell you, like, you know, I listen to EDM. And because of that, I often feel very removed from some of your Taylor Swift conversations and all of that. Yes. But I had <laughs> I had a lunch day with Serenity Caldwell. And in addition to costing me $1,200 because she bought her iPad Pro, and I'm like, oh, <gasps> screw you, Serenity. Now you're ca- now I have to go buy one of Now you have to have awesome. one, awesome. Yeah. And you put it in my face. Thank you. On top of that, like, she's talking about Hamilton to the point where I'm like, okay, if Christina, if, you know, Simone, if Serenity, if everyone that I know and respect is telling me I need to pay attention to this, I think I will, like, leave the EDM universe and, just, like, check out what you're just talking Just freaking stream it on Apple so Music. I, I Three would hours do that. on Spotify. It's great. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I can it, It's so that. worth it, Brianna. And you like rap music, so... I love rap yeah, music. you do. Yeah. It, it, it's a really, truly fantastic, fantastic musical. And then what we will do is, even though tickets are ridiculously expensive... We will um, find a way to buy them and get four tickets, and yep. you and Serenity will come up from Boston, and Simone will fly out, and we will we we will all go. I'm in. I'm in. This sounds great. This sounds great. Make it Simone, happen. Are you committing to this? Because Simone, we will actually. We, we, I like, I am committing to draining my bank account for the Hamilton musical. We, we, we will figure it out. We will figure we out. We will like, figure it out. We, we will, will figure, figure something out. out. But but yeah. But I mean, I'm 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 serious. Like all four of us, like. Party. Party with Now that Hamilton. we've made all the listeners super jealous. Let's talk about the iPad Pro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So the iPad Pro is out and it is gorgeous and it runs really well. And the Apple Pencil is the tool that <gasps> everyone is trying to get and failing. I have one. You I have, have one, one too, I but I don't have an iPad. This is a problem. <laughs> how, wait, how did you get, did it? You how did you get an Apple Pen- One? <gasps> say what? Did you say wait. you had two of them? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, I do have okay, a MacBook miss- One. I have the Apple Pencil because uh, another host at Slack was nice enough to sell me one, but I haven't managed to get the iPad Pro yet. So that's, that's I hilarious. Am, I am so you're like, so you and Serenity for a while were like the opposites. Right. It, it, was, it was like a, it was it was like an O. Henry novel with yeah, your guys. It was she that had was the it. iPad it Pro, and you didn't. It, yeah, oh, that's amazing. Can I tell Did you? Every time I go on to Craigslist and talk to people on Craigslist, I just despair for our entire educational system because I will <laughs> like you will write things like, "Hello there, I'm Brianna. Um, I see that you're selling this. I was hoping to drive out tomorrow and bring you cash. Uh, you know, I live right here in Boston. Would that be okay with you? And you get stuff like that, like." are you overseas? And it's like, it's like, no, actually, haha. You know, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, this isn't going well. And then in your mind, you're dreading meeting someone from Craigslist on person, you know? <laughs> like, so I'm really scared. If I, if something happens to me, I'm not on the show this week, 
look at craigslist is it because you tried to buy an ipad pro like from the man on the street corner right right don't do that (laughs) the man with the trench coat full of ipad pros yeah he's really really down and really what happens is he sells you one that's a bottle like a box of rocks yeah box of bricks oh my god (laughs) it's just a sheet of glass absolutely oh my god so there that's what that's what i'm up to okay so that is tragic and i will super duper miss you um hopefully <laughs> i I'll, I'll i don't know sketch a eulogy out for you on the ipad pro when i get my hands on it uh-huh. in the next 50 years <laughs> so app developers are talking about having problems making a profit on the ipad pro which is something that yeah. we kind of talked about when we were talking about how it is the the creme de la creme of tablets and it's going to be a very professional machine but a lot of professional software costs a lot of money yes i mean ipad pro is obviously capable of running that software but the whole app store economy and the economy that we've built around mobile phones doesn't necessarily convince people to spend money on apps like they do for computer programs and honestly to an extent i i think that we are outside of the professional community more inclined to not spend money on computer programs nowadays as well but it's, I think, more exacerbated in the mobile market. So, yeah, what do you got? I, Brianna, you said you are developing stuff for... We are always developing stuff. That is your job. That is my job. <laughs> yeah. I do develop stuff. I had meetings all week about developing very expensive stuff. Do so... you have the same concerns about developing for the iPad Pro? Yeah, uh, we've had a lot of talks at uh, GSX about, you know, and for us, you know, we're about to release a special edition of Revolution 60 that is just massively improved in every way you can imagine. And, you know, we've certainly looked at the iPad Pro um, and, you know, there's a real question for us if like getting out there supporting, um, you know, like supporting, there's a question if Apple is going to sell enough units for it to be worth our time to you know, bring in another engineer and redo our entire interfaces through the game mm-hmm. and like you know, change all our code again to yeah. you know basically accommodate yet another sized Apple device. I um, was thinking about yeah. that because you almost have a double niche market here. You have a, a, a market who is accustomed to spending money on products. Right. It's a niche in a niche on, you know, a very high end device. That's really I I do have to say this, though, because we are, you know, when I talk about development, it almost doesn't fit the the Apple ecosystem because I work with Unreal. I specialize in the Unreal engine. And while, you know, I certainly know how to get around Xcode. Um, I don't work with those tools. And the truth is, Apple has made over an Xcode world a lot of you know things that do help with app sizes on different devices and they do like have scaling interfaces and you know the, all of it is is much better over in the unreal world if i want like icons for the ipad pro well i have to go back through i have to work on my from my 4k master i have to re-render um and dither out specific icons through the entire game and then i have to reprogram and say okay use this section of the sprite sheet it doesn't like interpolate from some super high res um thing there which is why if you play infinity blade and if you look at the the interface there and look at it really carefully you're going to see this dithered and has a lot of aliasing around the edges because with pvrt and crushion anyway blah blah <laughs> but <laughs> sorry my point is i i do have those concerns i think it's less so for some apps but if you're talking about like a really super professional app like something in the autodesk world 
Um, you know, that is a lot of money. Like you're talking hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of thousands, if not millions in some cases to engineer this stuff. And I think there's a really serious question if, you know, it's worth it to develop it and in the long term maintain it. Like there was a quote well, from the pencil team in there, yes. you know, like which was pencil cost. What did they say? Three people to develop the original app. And now they have 25 people maintaining it when is that the pencil ipad by 53 paper, yeah, paper, paper by, 53. by 53 sorry you're right yeah Pen- pencil, yeah, pencil yeah. is is their uh is, is their stylus yeah yeah so pencil is their stylus that they've started making as part of you know that they can make hardware to augment their app sales and they also have a lot of vc funding to help yeah. with that as well and that's again a niche case that not every software developer can, can right handle. well well, and also, I mean, I think it's it's. I think there are also a couple of different classes of developers. I mean, fifty three, and this isn't to take anything away from them, but they have venture funding. Um, no. They have a pedigree where they came from Microsoft, and they're in a little bit different situation than, say, the guys who make um, Sketch, mm-hmm. you know, Bohemian Coding, where they're not funded, they're not backed. They make their money by like being truly indie software guys. And then even a company like Autodesk, Autodesk and Adobe, for instance, are in even a, a separate tier of category where they can't afford to make those apps free because they can have cloud subscription services. And in the case of Autodesk, I really do feel like they see it right now anyway as kind of like a loss leader. Um, like they, they charge for some of their Sketchpad Pro apps or whatever. Like it, it's got like a $10 in-app purchase, but that's nothing. Um, but I mean, I think that a lot of their stuff is is kind of intrinsic on the fact that they know that the, to use your Autodesk files with it, which you can do with kind of the Autodesk stuff on iPad, you need to actually own the app on your Mac or your PC. And that's um, a very expensive application. To really get the full advantage of the Adobe stuff, you need to have a creative cloud subscription. And um, so they're in a little bit different category too, where they can maybe... Again, how I think Brie makes a good point, like how long term they want to invest in, in you know, um, keeping an app up to date, I guess depends on users. But they obviously have a different financial, you know, setup for what they can do than what you might have with a game maker and certainly for indie devs. My big, my big problem right now with the iPad Pro with software, and, and I thought that Lauren Good's piece for, for The Verge was really, really good, kind of laying out a lot of the problems, was that I think that because it is a pro tool, because it is being aimed at developers, um, not developers, at, at creators. Um, obviously, not everybody who buys it has to be a professional, but I feel like this is a product, especially with its price point, the price of its accessories, the way it's being marketed, that you could very clearly say and differentiate from a regular iPad and say, this is a different class of tool. And as a result, it can have different classes of apps. The problem is, is you can't just target the iPad Pro as yeah. The, the the only place where your app can run, which mm-hmm. is a huge issue. I think that's honestly a bigger issue than the pricing things because I feel like the pricing could be fixed if they solved this problem. If you could simply build an app that said this only works on the iPad Pro, you could then set a whole new pricing tier and you would understand that apps that only work with the iPad Pro cost more money because they can do more things because it's a more powerful, it, it is a desktop class performance and it's got, you know, um, you know four gigs of RAM and um, it, it's super powerful. It's got this, this screen that's higher resolution than the 15-inch MacBook Pro that I'm using as I record this podcast. You know, it's more powerful than, than the, the new MacBook. It's a really beast of a machine and a great device. It's got this, you know, the, the Apple Pencil is, is an amazing stylus, an amazing piece of technology. As a result, if Bohemian Coding wants to create Sketch for the iPad Pro, they can and they can charge 100 bucks for it because it's that class of device. The problem is... 
because you also have to make that app available on the iPad Air 2, and maybe the iPad Air, and maybe the iPad you know, Mini 4, and other things, that completely, I think, dilutes the market where you have, if it was just going after iPad Pro customers, if you could just target them, I genuinely do think, whether it was games or other apps, but, but probably games, I, I think, would be a little harder sell just because of the nature of the device, but I feel like yeah. you'd have a much easier chance selling at a much higher price than yeah. you would mm-hmm. by saying, by being forced to basically build two apps, which is what some of these companies are having to kind of do. You have to make it work a little bit, make it work enough on the older iPad units. Um, and, and it'll work better, obviously, on, on the iPad Pro. By having to optimize for these multiple platforms, I feel like, A, that makes developers do a ton more work, which who wants to do that when you don't even know how much people are willing to pay? And B, because it puts your app in the broader app store, it opens you up to criticism and blowback from consumers who are like, oh, I'm not spending $100 on an app. Yeah. Okay, well, fine. That's because this app doesn't work on your iPad. You know, this, <laughs> yeah. this is not for you. I almost feel like they need to have, if you're going to call it the iPad Pro, then have a Pro app store. Then that have have a sense. separate have a separate thing because at this point, architecturally speaking, it is so significantly superior to the iPad Air two, which which came yeah. out last year. It it's not even a contest. I honestly feel that they're they're um, doing a disservice to the app developers by kind of holding them back because yeah. you can really make it sing, but to do that, you've got to basically optimize twice. You know, even Apple's can I say app- something about this, Christina? Sure. Because Absolutely. this destroyed us. In, in developing Rev60, and this holds us back all the time because Apple put out the latest, greatest phone. And I understand that they have the mission to like support games across a wide variety of devices. And for like simpler Xcode games, that makes a lot of sense. But what really frustrates us is we always have to default to the lowest, most terrible device. So in this case, like I can say, I can sell this on iOS 9, and above, but not sell it for like iOS 8. But that means I am constrained by the lowest device there. And I think think you're dead on with that. Like as long as developers can't target for this one thing, we can't use any of the horsepower. We are constrained with our restraints to make sure like we can't like require a keyboard or require a pencil. We are having to go Mm -hmm. down to this lowest common denominator of devices. And you will never ever, 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 ever get pro apps like being a mature market in that environment. It doesn't make any sense on the MAS and the Mac App Store all the time. They lock software, I'm sorry, they lock software off to certain devices. They sure do. And games especially, you, it's very common. Especially with games. There are plenty of games I can't play on my MacBook One. And, you know, this is where... You know, this isn't just an iPad Pro problem. This is a problem with Apple TV as well. Because, you know, I talked last week about how I feel like I was a little too harsh on it. But, like, that's the real question with Apple TV. If they're going to go out and make it an ecosystem where other developers can work in that. Like, Unity this week announced that they are going to be supporting games on Apple TV, which is huge, Mm -hmm. which is massive. But until Apple gets really, really serious about a nurturing that environment where the price point is will allow developers to like make a profit there 
and like develop the other things around the ecosystem, which are going to come at a little bit of a cost of of like universal apps and consumer convenience. But on the other hand, you're going to get all this functionality, and we're saving this for the highest, like the 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 most like upper use case devices. So I I think you're just dead on. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy online payments. If you're a mobile app developer, check out Braintree. Braintree is the payment solution used by companies like Uber, Airbnb, Hotel Tonight, Living Social, and Munchery. Braintree has made the payment experiences in these apps seamless and magical, and now you can add similar experiences to your own app. With excellent customer service and simple integration, Braintree gets you ready to receive payments quickly. Braintree's continuous support, plus fast payouts, means you'll be prepared as your company grows from your first dollar to your billionth. Braintree is also helping solve the problem of mobile cart abandonment by offering a best-in-class mobile checkout experience, and they make payment experiences in some of your favorite apps seamless and magical. Now you can add similar experiences to your own apps. Braintree gives you a full-stack payment solution, support for all payment types your customers might want, including PayPal, Apple Pay, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and more, all with a single integration. It is with you across all platforms with superior fraud protection and their fantastic customer service and fast payouts. To learn more and for your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free, go to braintreepayments.com rocket. Thank you, Braintree, for supporting this episode of Rocket and Relay so- FM. Simone, I was talking to Mike this week. You know, he said to me, we were talking about oh, him. No. He goes, he goes, you know, I, it, it just, it's annoying how great Simone is at reading ads. Like, it's, it's honestly, <laughs> like, she's so much better than anyone else. On I just want to sell it people just, things. Yeah. It's what I You're, do. It's your destiny. That and killing people. Yeah. Well, okay. okay yeah. yeah. Assassin's Creed. Putting people's brains yeah. and machines and living their yeah. memories. Finally, my question for you guys is how likely do you think it is? Because I I feel like Apple must be aware that this is a problem. How likely do you think it is that they will eventually bifurcate or trifurcate the app store for Apple TV, iPad Pro and the rest of the devices? (laughs) Minimal. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just like a question of... I don't know. because Because the app store is so ubiquitous, like it has more apps than than everything it has all it has all the you know famous apps that we know and love is it a question of just they don't want to mess with that formula apple makes a choice consistently in favor of consumer simplicity and this is almost always a really good choice like a really good example is when they were coming out the the apple games the the guidelines for apple tv one of their requirements if you submit a binary is that your game work with the bundled Apple controller and not an external, like, you know, 360 controller like the the Steel Series Nimbus. Um, that is a consumer-friendly uh, burden to put on the developer that makes sense. And, you know, of course, because Apple makes their money from selling you really expensive devices, not from the App Store, you know. I mean, although they make some money from it, but it's not their, that's not their mission so you know i think it's like developers have been asking apple for this for years and the real question and i hate to use this word but this is the real question is if apple can like be a little less arrogant and can listen to what the people that are working their ecosystem are begging them to do 
Because the truth is a lot of indie devs are just increasingly getting squeezed out. And, you know, we need Apple to step up and help us. And these are very obvious courses of action. So, I mean, do you agree with that, Christina? No, I totally agree with that. And I feel like at this point, if they really are trying to, especially since the iPad has been kind of uh, a platform that has you know, um, kind of flatlined a little bit, then they really do need to step up and help out developers, especially if they want to, I think, prove that this can be kind of, the, if they really do still believe that this can be kind of the future of computing, then, 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 you know, put your, put your money, where, put your mouth where your, put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Yes, that is the correct insertion of <laughs> items into body parts there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Simone. Oh, Simone. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not, it's, it's like 9.30 where you guys are. It's only 6.30 where I am. And that's our, uh, anyway. Okay. Whoa, so that's Simone. a, that's a depressing but powerful note to end on. <laughs> I love you, Simone. Yeah, Simone, uh, never change. We love never, you so much. Never. <laughs> so we're going to roll right into our second depressing topic, which is the sales numbers for the Windows phones. Uh, we talked a few episodes ago about how, you know, whether Microsoft would be able to hold out for that, you know, synchronicity between the Xbox One and the Windows phone and the PCs, um, because Windows 10 is coming to those phones. And it is looking bad in terms oh, yeah. of sales numbers. They shipped 5.9 million Windows phones in the third quarter, yeah. um, of which 5.8 million were Lumia phones. So basically, the manufacturers are not having great luck with that. And well, that- I mean, that would that's been the case for a while. Once, yeah. as soon as Microsoft bought Nokia, and at this point now has written off almost the entirety of that purchase. By the way, almost as soon as they Ooh. bought Nokia, they basically conceded that i mean at that point why would anybody else even be a licensee (laughs) honestly you know what i mean and because even before then when nokia went all in on windows phone um you still had some licensees from htc i think uh, huawei had one there was Mm -hmm. you know a couple of uh um samsung's um but almost all of them were you know the ones that sold in any volume were all from from uh, nokia and then as soon as microsoft bought them at that point it's like (laughs) okay well then why are we bothering with this because no one's buying them um, and uh, you just bought the biggest company, and you're going to be doing it in-house, so why, like, a, oh, and yeah. you want us to pay a licensing fee for your operating system, whereas Android lets us have it for free. Yeah, okay, bye, guys. You yeah. know. <laughs> is it is it game over? Can they keep oh, it going until, until the next no. five no, it's generations? Over. No, it's over. It's over. They're going to continue to sell these things, but as I said, they've written off the Nokia acquisition. They wrote off almost all of it. They, they spent $7 billion, $8 billion on, on, on Nokia, and they've written almost all of it off. Um, I understand. They're never going to give up on mobile because they, they have to be on mobile. Yeah, but they, uh, but you, you can see, but you, you can even see their own strategy. I mean, they were at the iPad Pro launch event, right? You know, they're, they're on the iPhone. They're on Android. They're, they're making really big plays on mobile, just not on their own platform. And, Ray uh, reviewed the new uh, Lumia phone for us, uh, the, the the 950 or whatever, um, and I played with it a little bit. And, and basically, the only thing we even reviewed on it was was the was the continuum mode, and it worked okay on one monitor. It did not really work well on another. Mm. It was kind of slow and sluggish. It was not a great experience. You know, it certainly wasn't as good as what they've shown off, what they showed off during their demo, and um, you know, at, a month and a half ago. And uh, I mean, look. I applaud them for trying to be different. Um, but at this point, 
you know, between this and kind of their strategy of kind of trying to kind of make it easy for people to bring iOS and Android apps to the Windows platform. I mean, I don't know how much more they can give up. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they can't. It's like you you write off this you write off the 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 purchase. You lay off the people who are working on the hardware. You migrate everybody to working back on the desktop or working on mobile and on other platforms. You know, you do what you can to to convince or entice other app developers, people who build for iOS or Android, to be able to port their apps more easily to your system because you know there are no native developers left. What are you gonna do? You know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I will say it. It is over. It's game over. Um, how long they continue to kind of do this charade of making phones that can run Windows, I don't know. And I do, I think that they might possibly be lucky enough at some point if hardware gets good enough on mobile where they you could conceivably like have like truly like a desktop computer mm-hmm. that would like also be your phone. I think that may, they might be able to do that. But even then, if I'm being honest, I mean, this would be a terrible solution. It would be clunky as all get out. Ugh, but I think man. a lot of people would probably prefer to have like an Android phone than if you plugged it into the computer it became a Windows desktop. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. which, you know, I mean, that's... It's, and it, look, the implementation of that would be awful. And and I'm saying this, and I'm, I'm like killing myself. I'm like, oh my god, this sounds just like a Motorola <laughs> phone that came out seven years ago that was awful and, uh, and terrible. Not seven years ago, I think it was like six I mean, years ago. I mean, the nine reviews were terrible. It got yeah, six because... point five on the verge. And but I think this is the question, Christina, and I'd love to know what you think here. I mean, I think there's it's clear there's no future where Windows Phone manages to break the duopoly this generation, right? I mm-hmm. just don't think it's happening. What is the point for them, though, where manufacturing some Windows phone, whatever it is, makes sense for them within the, the grand Windows 10 vision? I what think is your Windows push. 10 phone fantasy? Yeah. I no, mean, I what's think, the point where it just makes the point sense? Where, where, where it makes sense? It's, it, it's worth selling for mm. them, right? I mean, I think I that mean, you could make an argument that they could kind of pull a BlackBerry and try to focus on security aspects and say that if you are in a certain business that has a really strong Windows base, right, that, that, has, that mm-hmm. is really well built around Windows, that is built around their cloud platforms, that giving people in a work environment access to their phones, that have access to their MDM solution, that have access to their other things would be something that would make sense because they can access a lot of their work apps, they can access their cloud stuff, they can plug it into a monitor and turn it into a workstation. That might be something where you could sell a couple of million of those a year um, in regulated environments or to small customers. And that would be cool. But I'm with you. I think at a certain point, they're going to have to look at the numbers and go, does it even make any sense for us to even bother playing this game? Um, And and I I don't know what their economies of scale are. I don't know what their costs of production are. I don't know anything about that. And so it might even be, if they could sell enough of them just to break even, it might be okay. But I I don't know. I mean, They've tried really hard. They've tried everything they can, but yeah, I mean, I give them. They're gonna have. A, they're gonna have one more year of being able to basically before they. I think they're gonna have to make the decision to pull the cord. Like, Would it completely. almost be better for them to like pull the cord in a year and then come back in five years or so with the newer, sexier, actually, or it is functional, but a newer, sexier, functional Windows Phone? That, uh, do you I think, think that people pro- would receive it better? No, I think the problem is. Right now, yeah, ecosystem is the big challenge, but also... Oh, then they'd lose I, all the yeah, yep. apps and things. I, I, I think the big problem is is that already the world has moved to being mobile first. And so they, 
made the right decision when they transitioned from Windows Mobile to Windows Phone, and and it was it was a complete rebrand and whatnot, and and they they had to make the decision. They made the right one, but when they didn't take off as quickly as they could have, and they had different leadership then in, in, in charge too. Um, when they weren't able to kind of get all those apps working and everything working the right way, I think that that was a struggle. I think that if if they could truly get all their developers on board to writing in this new kind of language that they're trying to build for Windows 10 and truly write for one Windows, if they could truly get that to be a thing that happens, um, I think that maybe you could make the case that then phones would, would work too. But you do still miss out on this whole ecosystem that's built up around iOS and Android. And I think that the only reason, the only chance they would have in mobile would be if the next paradigm happens around things like HoloLens, around virtual reality, around AR. They actually have a shot there, and I think that that would be their next entry point. But I feel like at the current state of mobile, the current generation of mobile, where the world where we are in now, they have lost. Um, they're not going to ever be a player. And um, whether they want to concede their loss and just exit the market and, and you know maybe just sell phones to the few people who want them or not, that's one thing. Um, I do feel like we are quickly approaching the next big kind of platform jump for, for yeah. mobile. I'm not sure how many mm -hmm. years that will take. I yeah. feel like it would be a bad idea for them to retreat completely just because they can't miss out on that. So yeah. I almost wonder if, if I were them, I'd be focusing all my efforts on things like HoloLens on the next generation, things like that, and trying to say, let's build these tools so that yeah, let's the next generation of apps, people yeah. will want yeah. to build on our platform. Because I'm sure they learned a lesson from this. They they were bad on phones. They, they're definitely going to, be want to, going to want to be first on what's next. And Everyone is saying that that's VR and AR. So, but I mean, this is where I think you're you're really right, Christian. Yeah. That I think I I I really firmly believe that Hololens is in the long term going to be much more successful than Oculus. That is, that is the the bet I'm going to make. Um, to me, I think like there's a future down the line where you know the the Hololens operating system is how many people like interface with things. I, I think that's coming and ultimately it's going to be like inner eyes, right? But but the thing is at that point, that operating system, the paradigms behind, you know, like Windows Phone or you know Windows 10, Windows Mobile, whatever you call it, I always forget. But the, the interface it, so paradigm aren't going to matter at all. No. It's not going to matter at all. So then what do you have? You have the Windows 10 underpinnings or whatever right. you're using at that point, which is fine. That's always going to be the starting point for Microsoft. But at that point, you're just talking on a stupid brand name because the way yeah. you interface with apps is not going to be oh, the agreed. same. Agreed. The way you and, input and is not going to be the same. It's just a, a marketing thing. At that it point. is. And, and you know what I, I would hope they would do this time? And I, I still stand by the fact that the, one of the biggest problems that Windows, that Microsoft had with Windows Phone was the fact that they called it Windows Phone. Yeah. I firmly believe that in, in 2010 and 2011, when they were doing, when they were relaunching this stuff, if they had called it Xbox Phone, oh. it would have been a completely different scenario. Because even then, there was the ways where you could use the apps kind of back and forth, and there were, you know, you could, you could log into your Xbox Live account, and you could share your achievements, and you could do your chat, and you could do their other stuff. If they had not, and this was under Balmer, if they had been willing to give up on the fact that, that 
on the Windows branding and embraced Xbox, which was far and away and, and still is, you know, their, their best consumer facing brand. Um, I think that the scenario would have been a lot different. I think that they would have had a lot more buy-in and I think that they probably could have um, not just gained app develop, uh, game developers for mobile, which would have been a huge help, especially in 2010, 2011, when Android was really struggling on the gaming side. Um, but I feel like it would have been something to even bring on more indie developers too. And so, and, and, would, and I think it would have caught people's eyes in stores. So I do hope that whatever their next mobile effort is, they're not going to be beholden to calling it Windows because I feel like as long as they call their phone Windows, it's going to be held back. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's well said. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Woohoo! Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off. Uh, when it comes to building yourself a place to live online, there is nowhere better than Squarespace. They give you all the power in your hot little hands and take away the pain of worrying about hosting and scaling and what to do if you're stuck. With Squarespace, you can build a beautiful, professional-looking website regardless of your skill in coding. Their tools are super intuitive and easy to use. You can use templates or you can use whatever you want. Um, and they're trusted by millions of people all around the world. We talk about them all the time. They are really awesome. They're one of the best places that you can choose to host and build your website. Um, they have live support 24-7 in places like New York and Dublin and Portland. They can help you with any problems that you might encounter along the way. Um, and if you just want basically a cover page to show off who you are and what you do, they have that. They have that feature. You can build a beautiful single-page website Put yourself forward. Get yourself out there. They also have stores. You can build yourself a store and... They make it super easy to make money off the stuff that you sell, which is, I think, the goal of selling things. It's generally <laughs> what people think of when they think selling things. They think, I want to make money off that. So check out squarespace.com if you want to have a store. Um, if you sign up for a year, you will get a free domain name, which is another really important part of branding. And their plans start at just $8 a month. So basically, go to squarespace.com, start your free trial, no credit card required, and build yourself a website. Take a few days to look at it, admire it, think about how beautiful it is, what a, a wonderful thing that you've created, and give Squarespace your money. When you sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code ROCKET, and you will get 10% off your first purchase, and you will show us that you love us, you'll show Squarespace that you love us, and then you'll love Squarespace, and we'll all like run off together into the sunset, and it'll be a beautiful, happy marriage. Thank you, Squarespace, for supporting Rocket and Relay FM. Good thing I pulled that together. We got together through that, Simone. We got through it. <laughs> I'm gonna go crawl into a suitcase and mail myself to Antarctica. <laughs> or you could oh, just Alexander. mail yourself to New York for Hamilton. I, yeah, I could seriously. do that. I'll mail yeah. myself right to the theater, and then I will <laughs> yeah. sneak in. I'll be backstage. I'll wa I'll watch from backstage. Do it. Or I'll put on the new Adele album. Yes. And then I will cry. cry you will cry. cry. Adele is withholding. She's withholding from Spotify. And she is withholding and Apple Music. from Apple Music. She's withholding from Rhapsody as well, which is something that she has done before. Um, the album 25 is not available for streaming. Um, and last time with 21, was it? 
It was 21? Yeah, 21. It took uh, a year and a half before they finally released it for streaming. And, and I think it was two and a half years. Two and a half years? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, because it, when, when she won Album of the Year at the 2012 Grammys, um, it was still not available for streaming. Cries. Cries a tear. So listen to Adele on the radio. You know, on YouTube as well, I was looking for Hello and I wanted just the audio because you know, the music video is, has the acting and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to Silence when I'm trying to listen to Hello. There is no, it was not there at all. It was just people doing covers of it. And then there was yep. the music video that she put up. And I was like, this is literally the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I don't want, I don't want to listen to people doing covers of Adele. I want no, Adele. You want to listen to Adele. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, if you have a uh, YouTube Red or whatever, then you, they have like a mode in their app on mobile where you can just listen to the audio. But yeah, you're right. They, they don't have just the audio uploads. Mm-hmm. And in fact, her, um, her not people have been common pretty, folk like no, me. her. Well, also, her people have been pretty good about getting stuff uh, removed. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll share a, a true story. Um, so on uh, on Wednesday this week, uh, the album was, was leaked. And it leaked partially because it went out to uh, second-tier reviewers. And those people you can't trust. <laughs> and uh, so it leaked. And I listened – and I – I bought the album on iTunes, um, but but I absolutely downloaded the leak. Like, I'm I'm going to be completely straight up honest about that. I'm not even going to pretend to front. Um, and I uploaded to my Tumblr um, the the second track on her album. Um, uh, uh, Send my love to your new lover, um, and uh, it, it's a song that she did with Max Martin and Shellback, and it, and it's it it's an amazing track because it both manages to sound like Adele and also like Max Martin at the same time, which is a very rare feat because. That which puts her in a very rarefied uh, category. I think one of the some of the only other artists who can still sound like themselves and also sound like Max Martin, like Taylor Swift, still sounds like Taylor Swift even when she's working with Max Martin. Whereas Katy Perry just sounds like you know Max Martin. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I love Katy Perry music, but like it, it anybody could be singing it uh, when it's a Max Martin song. Um, Britney Spears, literally anybody could be singing that. Um, it, it's just a Max Martin song. But um, a few artists that he works with, he's able to kind of uh, turn them into um, their own things too. Anyway, so I was excited about this song, and I uploaded it to Tumblr. And it stayed there for about 12 hours mm-hmm. and got about 1,200 notes or something. And then I it got pulled for copyright, and I was told if I get two more infractions, my Tumblr account will be <gasps> taken away permanently. <laughs> So I, 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 so what I'm saying though is, I, you guys, over the last however seven, eight years, however long I've had a Tumblr account, the n- number of copyrighted music tracks that I've uploaded to Tumblr, it's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never had a takedown notice before, ever. <laughs> is ever. it because it's Adele, or is it because it was before the release? Oh, I think it's because it was Adele, because I think her people were looking through the tags and were like, "They're good." Nope. They're like, they're like, uh-uh. They know what they're this doing. This is going away. This is going away. Excel Recordings was like, we do not approve of this. I'm like, yeah, well, you're right. This was not authorized. This was absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I, I, I mean, look, when you're when you're wrong, you're wrong, right? Like, and I I, I will take my my uh, infraction and deal with it. But um, I just thought it was funny that all of the copyrighted music I put on Tumblr over the years and, and Adele's people have been on it. Um, it's so you can literally point at any musician and say, Adele is worth 10 of you. Oh, completely. Well, I mean, look, she's going to break all kinds of records um, yeah. for, for, for for sales uh, with, with 25. Um, it, some people even think she'll break NSYNC's record um, for uh, No Strings Attached, which sold 2.3 million copies in the U.S. Um, in its week of release, and this was in like March of 2000. I don't think it's going to do that well, uh, <laughs> just because, no – She's great. Uh, nothing against Adele. And yes, real adults do buy music. But I was actually a teenager in 2000. 
And I remember the NSYNC Insanity when that album came out. And the re- one of the reasons that it sold that many copies was that literally girls were going to the store and buying like five or six copies a piece. Mm-hmm. Like that – it was it was that sort of insanity. And uh, yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. So not and it's even a different- everyone's mom buying it for Christmas is going to make up no, for Ooh, God! Ooh. But not 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 for not first week, not first week. Okay. No, next oh, week. true, true. First week. Not yeah. Not we're first not week. even quite because in Black because Friday next yet. week. Yeah, I was gonna say Black Friday. She might actually. I mean, look, she's gonna do super well. That that's when I would expect to see it would be like Black Friday, like when everybody literally goes to Costco, you know, like to go shopping. And like, what album is everybody everybody's mom gonna buy? They're all gonna buy twenty five. Oh yeah. Um. So it's gonna do really well, but I just don't think first week it's gonna be it's gonna be an sync. Um. But you know what? Like on the one hand, I feel like it's sort of weird for her to askew Apple Music because um, they've been doing an amazing job pimping her and like mm-hmm. promoting the hell out of her and playing her songs like nonstop on Beats 1. She did an amazing one-hour interview with Zane Lowe, which was actually a really freaking amazing interview. You can watch it for free on iTunes. Um, it's a really, really good interview um, where she gives a lot of information about her, what she's been up to since 21 came out, gives more kind of a career retrospective. And it's it to me, it kind of is indicative of why Apple was right to hire Zane because mm-hmm. he's the only person who can have these sorts of conversations. And, and the the, um, the interview is a video um, or you can listen to it audio, but like seeing them in the same room and how comfortable they are with one another, like he's able to get things from her that I don't think any other DJ could, um, certainly no other radio interviewer. And I mean, this is something that I don't even know if the BBC would have been able to dedicate a full hour, you know, on, on BBC yeah. one um, to this. It's, it's, it's an amazing interview, but, They've been pimping the hell out of her. And so for her to still be like Apple Music, because her thing with Spotify with 21 was she they, they approached Spotify, the label approached Spotify and said, look, um, what if this is only available to people who pay? And Spotify was like, no. And that was kind of the same thing Taylor Swift wanted. And Spotify's been pretty resolute about that, where they're like, no, we're not going to have a difference. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to be on Spotify, you got to let the free loaders on the desktop version have it too, right? Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, Rhapsody, which is somehow still around, Ardio, which died this week and no one remembered. Um, oh, did I, 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 I didn't yeah, even hear about that. Yeah, so. yeah, Ar- yeah Ardio uh, was purchased. Well, <laughs> okay, uh, back back up. So <laughs> Pandora oh. is paying $75 million um, to buy the assets of Ardio. It's Ooh. contingent upon a bankruptcy court. So Ardio is going into bankruptcy. And then its assets, some of its employees and some of its technology will be, uh, assuming that everything happens okay in, in bankruptcy court, will go on to uh, Pandora, who will not keep the service running or the brand. So the service itself will be winding down. And, um, you know, I wrote, uh, I was one of the first ones to write an analysis of it because I, I basically had a conversation with um, our business team where I basically like, enunciated exactly what I was thinking um, and, and then just wrote the article. I was like, well, this I, – I called this in 2011. I mean, RDO was a great service, but this was this was completely – I think it was like the um, the long, slow, and completely predictable death of, R- of RDO, as I th- believe uh, my article's headline. And that was basically it because like, if you've been following the space, they had a window when um, Spotify – right before Spotify came to the U.S. and they never were able to compete with free. And mm-hmm. – um, they were never as good of a product as they had. They were never really able to evolve um, into being anything that could compete with Spotify, let alone the better capitalized, you know, competitors that exist now, like YouTube and uh, Google and um, Apple Music. But um, so anyway, uh, Adele, like Twenty One, was on those services, for instance, back in the day. Like you could actually stream them on those services that that ma- that had a paywall, but you couldn't do it on Spotify. So it's interesting. No, it's that everything, even the pay. It's services. everything, and I have to think. 
I have to, the cynic in me, and I don't blame her for this, I have to think this is the label realizing this is going to be one of the last truly huge album, like, sales yeah. launches yeah. of all time. In history, this is going to be, like, one of the last really big ones. And they want to milk it for everything they can. And I can't blame them for that, you know? Yeah. And, and, if she, and if she wants to withhold her music, look, do it. But I don't think this is some sort of artistic statement where, you know, Taylor Swift... Obviously, hers is about money too, but she, you know, made it available on other streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, her her back catalog, and she made 1989 available on Apple because they so quickly capitulated to her demands. <laughs> Quote unquote, um, for the artists. Well, I mean, yeah, and I also think that she was like, oh, they respect me as a business person. Yeah. Fine, I'll, I'll give them a cookie. Um, plus, it helped the album had already been out at that point for <laughs> eight months. But like, I feel like you know, windowing isn't a new concept, and and other artists have certainly done it. And I feel like in this case, windowing even for paid people, it's strictly because they they do want to have mm-hmm. those they want to have those first week sales be as big as they possibly can be because right now it, she's gonna this is gonna be one of the last this yeah. is the last chance anybody's gonna ever have to 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 break um, one point five million, let alone two million, ever again. So I mean, go why go not? to it, Adele. Yeah. I was think I, I I obviously like I fully support artists like Adele and Beyonce and Taylor Swift who want to do this i think it's awesome they can do it that's cool but i also think that it's pretty clear at this point that streaming is how we are going to be consuming music moving oh, forward absolutely. so it, absolutely. it's almost it is it's obviously a function of their their power and their superstardom that they are yes. able to do this they but, are the only ones who can do this yes but There's does it also look system. stodgy almost because oh yeah yeah because I mean, they're I not putting so. their music in the form that most people now listen to it no but I feel like that's because they are the few people who don't have to so I feel like it's a weird thing right like mm-hmm. you're absolutely right it does look stodgy behind the times but they're the only people who can kind of get away with this and and they won't be able to do this forever and I think they know that yeah. I think that the next Taylor Swift album will not be able to take this sort of approach I don't think the next Adele album will will be able to take this sort of approach Beyonce you know well she's Beyonce but even that album you know I mean like she released it nobody even knew it was coming and it surprised the hell out of everyone and that kind of created its own thing but I think that as big as Drake is for instance Drake would not be able to do this right like there there are maybe there there are three artists and and they're all women who I think would be able to kind of withhold this and, which and they're probably awesome couple, which is awesome same. I mean but 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 it, but it's Taylor, uh, um, Adele, and and um, and Beyonce. Beyonce who have the ability to do this. I don't know of anybody else. Can you no. guys think of anybody else Absolutely that I'm forgetting? Uh, me. I mean, like like like. When can can you think mixtape. of it? Can can you think of any artist that's like genuinely big enough that like people would just like that they could not be on streaming and still be the entire conversation? And I mean, and let's be clear. What's interesting about Adele is that the single "Hello" is still on streaming. And, and and it's on, um, you know, um, uh, YouTube or Vivo or whatever. And, and it's already been, you know, streamed 420, 430 million times is how much that video has yeah, been I'm watched. I'm afraid of being judged. I have, I don't get that at all. I don't get <laughs> close to get it. No, and that's okay. Or the, the Adele song. In it, I'm, well, no, it's, you know, what, what drives me musically is I like EDM a lot, like ridiculously so much. So when you have like Hello, which is such a orchestral ballad it's like the opposite of the music that i like so i can tell it's a well-sung song but i bet that i, I bet, don't I bet, get I, it it's just but i like, bet there could what? be like a house remix of, of, of oh yeah would be yeah, amazing be you know that. what i mean like I because be the vocal is so strong and because you can like hear like the way the piano is and in, in, in some of the other like you know instruments like i could honestly see somebody doing such an amazing house like just remix of that like just mm-hmm. sampling it over something that could be amazing but no, I, I'm with you. But I mean, it, I'm just saying, like, 
they're they're the artists are hypocritical in one sense. I mean, this is and 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 I have no problem with that. I mean, you know, you you guys do you. But but well, of course, but what I mean is is that like, you know, Adele obviously her record label is not wanting to skew all um, digital promotion because the main way that this album has kind of been spreading has been through, you know, YouTube, uh, people watching the music video, and and obviously the song is played everywhere. And um, to its credit, even though Apple um, music subscribers can't stream the album, Beats One Radio is playing not just the single, but like every song from that album is is making appearances all over the place on Beats One. So that's I, their I, compromise almost is – you, Almost, you can yeah. listen to it on Beats One, uh, just not in order, and, and just not you know when 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 you want. But but they're but they're not. But it is interesting that they're not being beholden to the typical um, single schedule. Typically, what happens you know with radio is that you play the single, you don't play the other tracks, and and they're absolutely playing the other tracks. So, um, but but again, that's just really more promotion to just then go to iTunes and buy the album. Um, it's, but, but I mean, you know what I, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I would expect that by, you know, probably like February, uh, that might even be late, you know, it'll be available at least on the streaming platforms where you pay, um, to, to, you have to pay to, to have access. Spotify might be a little bit longer again, you know, 21, um, what they, the compromise they ended up reaching with 21 was there was a sampler. And so it was like six, it was like five songs and it was like rolling in the deep and someone like you and a couple of others that were available before the full album became available. So people could still listen to, you know, the big radio hits. Um, but the rest of the album cuts weren't there. And and that album, you know, has sold 30 million copies worldwide, which again, in like 2015, as we say this, you know, for that era, I mean, it's unheard of. You know, that's those are the sorts of numbers that just don't happen anymore. And so I feel like I kind of understand if you're a record label or you're an artist who happens to be like that last like unicorn who can truly sell that many physical copies when you know, like you say, Simone, that the future of this is clearly mm-hmm. streaming. This is your last chance to really make a lot of money. <laughs> you only I kind get of one understand. shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Well, thank in you. In the exactly. wise words of Eminem. Thank you. Well, no. And, and, and honestly, um, I mean, I think that she has a good shot of, of beating um, his sales for um, uh, the Eminem show uh, from, from 2002. Um, a classic or, album of my middle school years. So, uh, or no, that wasn't the Eminem show. That was that was later. It was it was the Marshall Mathers um, LP uh, from mm-hmm. 2002. So, um, you know, she has a shot of like breaking that first week records. And so, yeah, yeah, power to her. I I swear, Brianna, someday we'll talk about like the big EDM release. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, to- we will. Well, well, look, look, I can talk, talk about Carl about Carl Cox, Thunderpuzz, like DG Heavy Grinder. Like there are a million artists I'm very passionate about. Can we talk about Calvin Harris? Because Calvin Harris and yeah. Well, but, but see, I was I, gonna I, say I think Calvin talk- Harris is way overrated. Way. Overrated. <laughs> I was just saying he would be relevant yeah, to our Taylor Swift interests. He would. He would. He would. <laughs> he would. So would uh, yeah, many people like that. Escada, all of it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, can I say one more thing yeah. about this? I do think it's really interesting that in listening to you talk about this, there was this really, really fascinating interview that came out uh, with Prince this week. And, yes. you know, it was um, basically Prince talking about how he said no one was going to make money on the internet these right. days. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, like, you know, looking at the numbers and all of that in the story, I think he was kind of right about that. Oh, he so was dead on. It's a, it's a scary time to be. I'm, I'm happy. I work in engineering and not music. That's my oh, message. 
without a doubt because unless you're one of those top tier artists who are like have fans who are truly passionate about everything that you do you know the 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 taylor swifts of the world the adels of the world people Mm -hmm. who will you know taylor is in a different category because people actually pay to see her tour you know her tour has made so much money this year um in addition to her albums but yeah i mean that's you've either got to do merch touring or somehow convince people to buy your records and uh yeah, it's tough. That's when. Absolutely. That's why when I release my my album of my ad reads, uh, <laughs> I have to say I'm concerned about the sales. How that's going yeah. to go for me? You know what? I do think it's going to do better for you though. What your ad reads are great, but I do think it's going to be your erotica reads. <laughs> um that 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 are that are the real honestly like i think that there's there's a market for that that you're just not even aware of that honestly that 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 has an adele like quality to it i think people will flock to it just as they will flock to 25 thank you christina that 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 warms the cockles of my heart you said cockles i said cockles it's the word that came to me i i don't speak for you know the voices um so what are y'all doing this week god (laughs) Brianna, I'll uh, start with you. I am working on some pieces for iMore, hopefully, about evaluating the iPad Pro, which I'm Woo-hoo. super um, excited about. You just want um, the iPad Pro. Well, you know, it's like, um, I figure if I review a few pieces of 3D software along the way and then write some stuff for iMore, you know, it'll more than, you know, it'll mostly pay for itself. So, um, also I'll have another device in the office to test with. So that's, uh, what I'm doing this week, continuing to raise money. Um, you know, I've been, uh, having to do a lot of back channeling behind the scenes this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the game awards uh, were announced and they only have one woman judge out of 52 mm-hmm. for that, which has involved a lot of back channeling with press and talking to some of the people involved because it's uh, kind of a damn mess. So <laughs> that uh, I expect to continue to deal with that next oh. week. So that's what I'm up to. Thank you for being a superhero. Christina, what are you up to? Um, writing stuff. I'm doing some Snapchat videos for Mashable. So actually, shoot, it's gonna be too late when this goes up. But on our our, our Friday edition, um, I actually uh did some Nintendo conspiracy theories that I uh, came up with on the fly. Ooh, where I Christina rants for thirty seconds. Yeah, you should watch it today before before the issue kind of expires. <laughs> um, uh, spoiler alert: Wario and Mario are the same person. <gasps> what? Think, think, think about it. Think about it. It's a total Tyler Durden situation. Think about it. Oh my god. Think about it. Oh think my about god. It. All right, yeah. all right. I can't Christina, wait for Super well, Mario Fight Club. Oh, I have to say one more right? thing. Christina, you're right about Fallout 4. You're right about Fallout <laughs> right? 4. Right? You're right about Fallout 4. I stayed right? up till 4 a.m. last night playing Fallout. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have yeah. problems. I have problems. Fallout 4 is so good, you guys. It's Fallout. very good. Oh, my it's God. Like, warms my, it like makes my life. Like, I, I'm so excited. Thank you, Bethesda, for being Bethesda. Like, Can I just you. say, though, like, Fortune, Fortune, I saw this headline from Fortune this week, and it was like, the game you've never heard of that will make $750 million. What? Dollars. The Fall game you've never four. heard of? Are you I'm like, what? Who the frack is? What? <laughs> who has never heard of this? It was like, has, was has this everyone, like my grandfather? Who let that headline that go? This? Yeah. Oh my no, God. That's hilarious. Oh that's my so good. God. It's, it's, the, the, the big meme that I saw all week on Reddit was uh, it was from, from, from Taylor Swift's um, old uh, video, You Belong With Me, where she's holding up the thing, want to come over? And, and the guy is like, can't. She's like, why? And he's like, holds up Fallout 4. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's basically, yeah, I mean, at this point. That is real. Yeah. That, that is, is real. real. That is real. Uh, R.I.P. 
I am also just working on writing this weekend. I'm trying to get a lot of things done. Um, and I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Yep, that's me. Silence. Brianna, where can we find you online? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's been a long No, no, long honey. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you heard me talking tonight. You know it's been a long day. I, I don't even want to know what Steve. I I I do. I We're gonna call what, it the what? long silence. The long silence. Long silence. Long silence. Uh, We're I'm gonna sorry, call it stuff money in your mouth hole. <laughs> so what? You? I. <laughs> oh I my can't. god! I'm, I'm done. Brianna Wu out. Find me at Space Cat Gal. Follow her. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like I screwed myself because in my notes for this episode, I wrote Adele emerges from her beautiful angst cave and opens her mouth, and I want to throw money in it. That's a literal note that I wrote, and apparently that is like thematically what is on in my mind tonight. So throwing money in Adele's mouth. That's gonna be the episode title. It's lucky, you know, you throw a penny <laughs> right. in Adele's mouth and then you have a relationship that isn't broken and sad. <laughs> the, and, 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 and you do move on from someone like you and, and have a, a, a really good relationship. And yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Simone, I have known so many people in my life. I, I truly don't know anyone like you, like ever. And you're very special, Simone. I just want to say that. <laughs> You're a very special person. I love you so much, Simone. You're I love best. you too. Oh, I'm so glad. I'll 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 <laughs> say that to myself in the mirror before I go to bed tonight. You should. You should. You should. <laughs> I'll I'll just quietly sing. Never thought I'd find someone like you to myself. <laughs> oh, my roommates will wonder what's happening. No, they won't. It's normal. No, for they them. won't. They're just gonna be like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where that is a good summary you, of Christina my home life. Warren. You can find me at you can find me at film <laughs> underscore girl, film underscore girl on the twitters, and uh, yeah, you can find me in Adele's mouth hole. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the bird machine at Doom Quasar. Um, you can find me at remeshed dot com, where I wrote an article about Assassin's Creed again today. It was good. It was Thank good. you. Please good. stop me from ever like. No, no, I, I, I actually am proud of what I did because I wrote about stopped. Ned Weinert, who is yeah. one of the first trans men in games, and I love him, and I feel like I need everyone to know how awesome he is. So check out that article at Remeshed. And Remeshed is great. Thank you Your so editor much. followed me this week, and I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. score. She is score. awesome. She's like such her. a firebrand. I like her. <sighs> All right, I gotta go. Yes, Follow please go sleep. Calling. Uh, this is Terminated. Terminated. Terminated in Adele's mouth. I'm sorry, you guys, I couldn't help it.